everybody. This is P. Norman Grant with another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, synthesize, cauterize, demonize, and even plagiarize the news around the nation and the globe and varying astral bodies if they're up there. If anybody's home out there in space, why grapefruit? Because we're coming to you from the citrus capital of the United States, not California. Get back, California. And we're soft on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is called Get the Extremists. Get them. Get the Extremists. So I was looking at a uh, news report this morning. Nikki Haley was upbraided for not having slavery as the reason for the Civil War. Some planted lefty news guy said, Nikki, what was the cause of the Civil War? And she went around this ethereal logic and talked about things that weren't so obvious like slavery, because she didn't mention slavery. She mentioned states' rights and federal powers and things that are philosophical. Never mentioned slavery, and so the Democrats are pouncing. They're pouncing on poor Nikki for not saying slavery. We come to realize that the Dem vocabulary really consists of slavery so much and civil rights so much and racism so much, and decided to put down a list of Democrat words. Now, we did a did an episode on this a while ago, Crazy Lefty Lingo. Crazy Lefty Lingo. You can go there, too. But I wrote down slavery. Democrats love the word slavery. They love it. Makes people nervous. Makes Republicans go, ah, ah. Well, you know, states' rights. I wrote down equity. Democrats love the word equity. They love the word marginalized. How about hate crime? These are all words that extremists are painted with. Hate crime. Identity. You don't have the right identity or you're giving somebody an identity or saying that your identity is different from what your identity is or should be. It's extremists. A coup. They love the word coup. C-O-U-P. Not a lovey-dovey coup. C-O-U-P. They love the word coup. They love the word insurrection. They love these words. Baseless claim they love. They love that word. Climate. They love the word climate. They don't like the word weather. They don't like weather. They like climate. Abortion, they love. They love the word. They love the word abortion. Democrats. They love the word suppression in terms of voting. Suppression. They love, love the word oppression. Oppression. Oh, OPP. OPP. I'm down with that. OPP. Remember that one? And they, they love the word racist. They love the word racist. They love the word extremist. And they love the word Trump. So we're looking at where are the extremists? These are the extremists here. The people who use these words. The un-extremists, I wrote down some Republican vocab. Republican vocab, vocab. Inflation, energy, equality, not equity, equality of opportunity. Security, security in your home, in your streets, in your country. Two-tiered, I wrote down. Two-tiered, this is Republican vocab now. Two-tiered, as in two-tiered justice, which is the next word. Justice, we like to write about justice. Border, border is a Republican word. It's not a Democrat word. Democrats don't say border. They do not utter the syllables border. They don't say patriot. We say patriot. We say nuclear, as in energy, and Iran, nuclear. We say family. We say nuclear family. Family. And we say, of course, Biden. Republicans say Biden, I think, with just reason. But who doesn't have just reason for saying these words? And who is really looking for the extremists? 
who use these languages, these, these words, these vocabulary. Well, here's an article from USA Today. I think they're the extremists. USA Today? Yeah. Extremists. AP. Extremists. CNN. Extremists. To me. So their extremists are not me, and theirs are not I, and I's are not theirs, and we have different extremes, don't we? So Pentagon publishes report on extremism in the ranks. Extremism in the ranks of the military, I assume. Now, these headlines are, they can be fooled around with by, by the local papers. In this case, we have uh, Treasure Coast papers. So this may not be USA's headline, but here's the gist of the article. By name, Will Carlos, not careless. Will Carlos. Let's see if Will is extreme. Again, this is on extremism in the military. More than a year and a half after completion, the Department of Defense has finally published a report into extremism in the ranks. That means the average G.I. Joe. The report was commissioned by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in April 2021 as one of four immediate actions announced in the wake of the January 6, 2021 insurrection. Dozens of current and former members of the military have since been charged with January 6-related crimes. What were those crimes? Obstruction? Trespassing? No, other things like knocking over fences. A couple people were injured. Left likes to say five people were killed. One person was killed that day. Somebody had a heart attack, but one person was shot by a federal agent. So that was a little extreme on both sides. But earlier this year, this report, this investigation came out, but it showed little progress to show in combating extremism and that many important initiatives appear to be stalled or incomplete. So one such effort was that study on extremist activity within the total force. The study had been completed by the Institute of Defense Analysis back in June 22. USA Today first reported, but had never been released. On Tuesday, in response to renewed requests to the Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness, they don't name his name, that report was provided to USA Today for the first time. It's 262 pages. This is about finding extremism in the ranks, grapefruiters. 262 pages will be subject to further expert examination and review, but the report offers some quick insight into what the analysis did and did not find. So we're ready for this, right? We're ready for the insight where we're finding extremists in the ranks of the United States military. So, oh, wait a minute. Here's a subhead. The next subhead from USA Today. Scant new data on extremism in the military. So here's a big page of USA Today propaganda, yet the local headline is Scant new data on extremism in the military. Experts on extremism, they continue, experts on extremism have been waiting for this report, hoping it will shed new light on how bad the military's extremism problem is. The report's primary focus was to gain, quote, greater fidelity on the scope of the problem, according to Austin's April 2021 memo. And here's the lady from a great group called Global Project Against Hate and Extremism, who furnished some of this information for USA Today. This is a great group. The Global Project Against Hate and Extremism is where the military was getting their information. Now, I went online and saw that the Global Project Against Hate and Extremism was founded by Heidi Byrick, whatever, and Wendy, whatever. They came from the Southern Poverty Law Center. They are there to address the gap in efforts to stop transnational hate and far-right extremism movements, particularly U.S.-based activity that is exported to other countries and across borders. 
So they used to work for the Seventh Poverty Law Center where they uh, followed the work of people that were on the case of the civil rights issues of our time. Here's the, the quote is, the pressing civil rights issues of our time, white supremacy-based hate and extremism that affects people's and communities' daily lives and infiltrates our public systems. So this global initiative tackles the issues of hate and extremism by working to reduce the associated violence that terrorizes communities in our society and tackling systemic problems rooted in hate in our governments and societies. As we've seen in recent years in the U.S., as well as in countries around the world, we can no longer separate hate and extremism from our leaders and politics. So Lloyd Austin and the Department of Defense were citing these good young people from the Southern Poverty Law Center. So we're trying to find out where the transgressions are. Where is the extremist actions in the military? We continue. But the report appears to offer almost nothing in terms of new data on the scope of the military's extremism problem. The authors of the report did research court-martial judgments to research for data on extremists, finding 10 such cases. But I'm looking for the cases. Here's the article. I'm looking for the cases. Cases that show extremism. But they don't mention them. Where are they? Quote, nearly all these cases were addressed through administrative action, non-judicial punishment, or referral to command for appropriate action, the report notes. So we're looking for the cases. Okay, there's 262 pages, and we don't see a case. Why don't we see a case? It says extremism is becoming more common in the military. It goes on. But we still don't see it. Where are the cases, Lloyd? You promised us. You promised us the problem. So we're trying to find out where the extremism is, we just don't see it. Not in this report. So the headline, Pentagon publishes a report on extremism in the ranks. And what does it produce? The report appears to offer almost nothing in terms of new data on the scope of the military's extremism problem. So is there a problem, grapefruiters? Mr. Austin, General Austin, is talking about, when he's talking about extremism in the ranks. We haven't seen it. Oh, there's a couple of spies here or there. It's not extremists. We don't have a KKK operating in Fort Dix, New Jersey. You know, is there a Proud Boys element in um, uh, somewhere up to Fort Drum, up in upstate New York? Have they found them? What are they extreme at? Have they committed something extreme? Were they gambling too late at night? Did they have misinformation, disinformation? Were they lying around the campfire about January 6th, maybe? Could be extremists there. Roasting marshmallows and lying about January 6th. That could be. I've seen extremism in the military. I was in the military. I've seen extremism in Germany. Right after Martin Luther King was shot. I'm in Germany as a sergeant. Communications. We were in a comm center, secret communications center, teletype, all that stuff. And after Martin Luther King got killed, a lot of black soldiers got real pissed off. They were rioting. They were not rioting in the streets. They were assaulting people. They had a uh, preponderance for robbing cab drivers and assaulting cab drivers. Germany, German cab drivers. Shot, a lot of people were shot. Remember once, once in a while, well, I was, I was put to the ground. I was in the hospital for five days. Three days after Martin Luther King got killed, black GIs were assaulting people. I was one of them. I wound up in the Heidelberg Hospital for five days. The guy put my, grabbed my hair smacked me against a, a jeep about five times, knocked me out, broke a bone in my face. That was extreme. Wound up uh, two days later, woke up. Five days later, they said a, a military police came in and asked me a question. I said, I don't know. And they went away. Didn't want to know. 
But then there was an attack. Lee Bailey had to come over from California. Some kid, I guess it's one kid from the South and these two black guys or three black guys with a knife tried to stab this guy and he turned the knife around and stabbed two of them. I think one of them he killed. But a lot of a lot of racial problems and extremists after Martin Luther King was killed. The first hand I can see that. But what is real extremism here? I see extremism right now in Washington, D.C. Just today. Just today. Jack Smith is known, he just reported, they just reported on Jack Smith asking the D.C. judge to bar Trump misinformation at the trial. Now, we know about the Colorado, the Colorado Supreme Court. So they want to get Trump off the ballot because he was an insurrectionist. Not that they're afraid he's going to win and come back and be president. No, no, no. no. They wouldn't admit that. They, they don't want Trump to be on the ballot because he doesn't deserve to be on the ballot because he was a bad boy. He told people to enter the Capitol and destroy things. Did he? This is the essence of the trial. So, special counsel asked D.C. judge to bar Trump misinformation at trial. The motion of the D.C. federal obstruction process is a standard part of the pretrial process and aims to eliminate defense arguments prosecutors say are irrelevant. And so if Donald Trump is pissed off because they stole the election from him, and he says, let's have a demonstration in Washington, because I think the election was stolen, and I think that the police that didn't show up and the National Guard that were called were part of a problem that Nancy Pelosi and other people generated. Let's not have a bad look. That was the quote. It looks bad, bad appearances. It's a bad look to have the military come in and prevent these crazies from going to the Capitol. So they never never got there. In fact, the National Guard, the head of the National Guard, the general in charge of the National Guard on that day said he was surprised and was surprised, not surprised. He was surprised. He wasn't surprised. In fact, Trump let him know that a few days before that these people were going to show up and they didn't use them. Nancy Mayor Bowser from D.C. said, no, no, it would be a bad look. Bad luck. So Trump would come up with claims like that, that there's a part of a coordinated effort to make him look bad. That was major, the major idea and thrust of Trump's defense. So federal prosecutors have asked a judge. This is from uh, Washington Post. Washington Post. They never lie. So federal prosecutors have asked a judge to prohibit Donald Trump's attorneys from introducing at his D.C. federal election ob obstruction trial. Just obstruction. Irrelevant disinformation, in quotes. I'm going to say it again. Irrelevant disinformation. That is often part of Trump's campaign stump speeches, including that President Biden coordinated with the Justice Department to bring criminal charges against him. Do you think that was a surprise to Joe Biden, grapefruiters? No. But Smith is saying that if Trump brings up the idea that the president okayed the Justice Department bringing charges, that would be misinformation, disinformation, and it should not be allowed in court. Are you kidding? This is not extreme. This, people, is extremism. Special counsel, they continue from the Washington Post, special counsel Jack Smith filed on Wednesday what is known as a motion limine urging the U.S. District Judge Tanya S. Chutkin to prohibit Trump from including certain arguments in his defense. Among potential witnesses that Smith wants Chutkin, who was overseeing the case, to ban at trial, that law enforcement's failure to properly prepare is to blame for the January 6, 21 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Trump has previously made this claim, and many of us have made the same claim from many sources. I'll read it again. The potential defense that Trump would use is that law enforcement's failure to properly prepare is to blame. 
They go on. The court should not permit the defendant to turn the courtroom into a forum in which he propagates irrelevant disinformation and should reject his attempt to inject politics into this proceeding, says Jack Smith, the fruit of the political tree. This is not extremism, people. This is extreme lawyering. This is what they call lawfare. Lawfare. It's not warfare. It's the warfare with law. Law. Fair. Prosecutors have filed similar motions in many of hundreds of trials of people charged with storming the Capitol. In those cases, prosecutors have typically sought to prohibit defense attorneys from arguing that their clients were exercising the First Amendment rights when they broke into the Capitol or that the police, acting as some sort of conspiracy, allowed the riot to happen. They didn't see the videotape of the cops standing by the walls as the rioters and the protesters protesters were walking peacefully through the hallways. The federal judges overseeing the cases at U.S. District Court in D.C. generally agree to those requests unless the defendant testifies he or she personally saw police allow rioters into the building, which, of course, they did see. They saw that. So Jack Smith is one of these people who are the extreme, the extreme part of the DOJ, Department of Justice. Department of Justice is extreme Quote, it is not unusual at all for a prosecutor to try to protect their case by trimming off these potentially irrelevant or confusing or misleading areas in advance of trial, Aaron said, another assistant of Smith. If Jack Smith prevails in these motions, it's just another step in a normal criminal proceeding. In other words, if you're accused of murder and the three people that you were with that night in another state are not allowed to say that you were in the other state, then it would just be confusing to the jury. Don't confuse the jury with this disinformation, misinformation. So the former president slammed the government's filing on social media yesterday afternoon, calling Smith's motion illegal and unconstitutional and referring to the special counsel as Biden's errand boy. Oops, now that, Mr. Trump, is extreme. So this is extreme all over the place. They can't find it in the military, but we can find it every single day. Extremism, extremism in the courts. Jack Smith, and he's saying that Dr. That the, the people who, who are doctoring up these cases against Mr. Trump are doing the right thing because we don't want to confuse the jury with this disinformation and this misinformation. Great fooders, a lot of extremism out there. Be careful. Get your antenna up. Know where the extremism is. Some of it could be found right here, right here with the Grapefruit Agenda with P. Norman Grant. And when you get a chance, squeeze in another Grapefruit Agenda the next time.